Okay, welcome to the Orange and Black and Beyond podcast. We're recording on uh, Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. I'm Brian, class of 1996, with my partner Pete. Hey, I am indeed Pete, uh, OSU class of 93, degree in speech communication. So uh, this is what I was born to do or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got quite a few things to cover this week. Women's basketball at a tough homestand. Men's basketball yeah. civil war. Baseball and softball getting underway. Wrestling, track and field back in action, and golf. Uh, but first, let's talk about some big meets from the for the gymnastics team. Yeah, absolutely. Gymnastics team is twenty fifth ranked in the country, and they uh, had some momentum because they had their highest score of the season in a victory against Arizona and they looked to capitalize on that against Stanford at home and they did uh, posting a new season team high score and a season team high score in some individual events too not just the team mm-hmm. overall score but also a high score for the team for the <coughs> season in vault beam and floor uh, Dagan sisters do what they do uh, Lacey took the individual balance beam title and Maddie took the vault and then Isis Lowry won the uh, floor exercise Again, mm-hmm. um, with a 9.975 score. Uh, Kyla Brandt from Stanford won the uneven bars on the overall, but the Beavers' total team effort was good enough for the win there. And then last Saturday, they had a tri-meet with two very tough teams, the Arizona State Sun Devils and the number 9 national in-ranked LSU Tigers. LSU won the team title in that event, and the Beavers took second. Uh, OSU did win the... Uh, uh, beam and floor exercise and team points, but they came up a tenth of a point short, uh, 196.8 to 196.7. So they posted the highest four individual scores on the beam uh, with Maya Lazaro uh, leading the way there, and then the top three spots on the floor, once again by uh, Miss Lowry on top there. Uh, right. Important thing that did happen to the, with the program, uh, Coach Tanya Chaplin has been out for a couple of meets with medical situation and she's decided to take an indefinite leave of absence due to her health issue we certainly wish her all the best and a speedy and full recovery uh, coach chaplin's been just an absolute institution at osu mm-hmm. she's kept them nationally relevant and competitive for 20 plus years you know 1997 was when she started there and then uh, well she's away the uh the program will be in good hands. Her husband, Michael Chaplin, is the associate head coach, and he'll serve as the acting head coach in her absence, and we sure wish her a speedy recovery. So, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, I, 20, I wonder if she's the longest standing... We'll look that up for everybody later, yeah, see if she's the longest right tenured there. coach at OSU. Yeah. I was able to catch that Stanford meet on TV, so it was yep. really inspiring to see, because that was the same day that they announced that the coach right, was stepping away. So yeah. Really inspiring for them to uh, come out and perform. Yeah. Let's talk wrestling, Pete. Uh, wrestling team has hit a bit of a rough patch. Uh, lately, they dropped a home meet to Wyoming, 18-13. to 13. Grant Willits uh, stayed on top of his game, though, winning his seventh in a row, or sorry, fifth in a row, and... Um, and that's at 141. He then actually did get to his seventh win in a row against Cal State Bakersfield. Unfortunately, the team came up on the short end of that meet, too, 26-16. Uh, to 16. Another bright spot of that meet, though, was the return to form of Devin Turner, who'd lost a couple in a row. He bounced back and won one at 133. He's ranked number 16 in the country. He lost his last two, but then he got back on track against Chance Rich of uh, the Roadrunners, and uh, Rich was number 32 in the country. Conference season continued on. The Beavers went to Palo Alto to face number 21 Stanford last Sunday. Uh, OSU did pick up four individual wins, but came out on the short end of the uh, team score 21-12. to 
Brandon Kaler won at 125. Turner kept it up by winning at 133. Willits had his first loss in seven matches, but uh, Lance Stegall won at 149. And then Colt Doyle took the win at 184. Uh, Beavers are back in the teeth of their tough schedule. They're wrestling hard. Uh, it's good to see Devin Turner get back on that after yep. a couple of tough losses. And, uh, you know, it's a long season, and this, this team is is tough. So. Yeah, wrestling is a tough Tough, tough game. Like, there's a lot of good clubs out there. So, yes, I still have yet to catch the team in action. I was trying to watch some today while I was multitasking. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, um, let's talk track and field. And, um, yeah, let's talk track and field. Okay, track yeah. and field is good. Um, they uh, Back on the first, the track and field team found themselves in Washington again. Um the Huskies have a uh, fairly prominent indoor program going there, mm-hmm. and uh, they host a lot of uh, indoor season events. And um, at the UW Invitational, biggest highlight was senior Ann Wingless actually won the high jump of five foot eight point seven five inches, and then she took a stab at uh, five nine, which would have been a personal record for her, and she just barely nicked the bar on that mm-hmm. one. And, uh, freshman Megan Lowe came out twenty uh, second in the mile four fifty two. That was her first start at that distance. For the track team, so that was good. OSU grabbed two spots in the top ten in the pentathlon as well, and Keelan McLaughlin uh, took twelfth in the shot put with a season best of forty-four feet seven and a half inches. So um, they're off to a good season. Uh, yeah, it's a great start to a season. They call it a season, right? Right. I'm yeah, sure. I mean it is okay. the indoor season. The outdoor season starts Later. sometime here in the spring. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, now, what about the golf team? I know they've—I saw some really good pictures on their Instagram. Yeah, it looked like fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Would have been a nice thing to be covering. The men team uh, got their spring season underway, although they're not going to play again for a couple of weeks. But um, they were over in Hawaii, taking 18th in a 20-team field. It was quite the quite the uh, tough field. And Pepperdine won. The uh, Blue Wave won that one. Uh, individual. Uh, finisher, top individual finisher was uh, Mr. Hara. He took 39th back in his home state, uh, shooting three under for the tournament. Carson Berry and Sean Cato tied for 79th at three over, and um, that's kind of what they, they did. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so again, I, I wish there was more sports played in Hawaii. No question. Just like I wish there was more chance for my work trips to go to Hawaii. No kidding. doesn't really work that way. But spring spring season will be here pretty soon. Yeah. Spring is coming, according to Puxitani Phil. That's and I didn't know that there's a Philbert the Beaver at there the is. Oregon Zoo. That predicts honest. the weather. So we should plug Philbert the Beaver. Well, good. Uh, so we know if spring's coming, that means softball and baseball getting going. What's yeah. been uh, going on there? Softball did kick off their season. No big deal. Except Mariah Mazan threw a no-hitter. But uh, first, let's get to the. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a um, tournament down the Rebel Classic at UNLV. Um, game one against Southern Utah. A graduate transfer from Houston, uh, Tristan Melancon, struck out 13 Thunderbirds as OSU posted their first win of the season, five squad. And Missy Nunez hit her first homer of the season in the win as well. Nice. In the second nice. game, that's when Miss Mazon threw a no hitter. Good thing, too, because uh, the Beavers only scored one run. They won <laughs> one to nothing over UNLV, the host team. First no-hitter in three years uh, for the Beavers. The last one was thrown by uh, Taylor Cotton, also in a one nothing win. Mm. Uh, day two, the Rebel Classic had mixed results. The Beavers dropped the first game against Southern Utah 2-1, to but rebounded in the second game against UNLV to pick up the win against the Rebels. 
as Melancon pitched, uh, picked up the win, and Amazon came on a relief to notch a save. Nice. Uh, baseball's had a few scrimmages. They had another one last week, and by all accounts, they're looking ready for the season opener. So cool. that's a, a positive thing. Great. And then, uh, so let's get into basketball. Uh, let's <laughs> talk men's civil war. Yes. If the Beavers could just play the Ducks more often, I think they'd probably be a powerhouse. The Beavers yeah. have won three, of the, uh, three in a row, four of the last five in the Civil War series. And last week at Gill Coliseum, they picked up another one, uh, topping their in-state rival 63-53. The Beavers won this game with defense, defense, and then more defense. And it's possible that finally, this late into the Pac-12 season, maybe this team is finding its identity. Because at first, mm -hmm. they, they were shooting well, as well as playing lockdown defense, and the shooting abandoned them. Um, but now they're really stepping it up on the other end of the floor. 31 of their 63 points were scored in the paint. Uh, so that means that uh, Kyler Kelly and Zach Reichel were getting busy down low there, and then um, they made life miserable for the Ducks at the other end, uh, particularly Peyton, Peyton Pritchard and mm -hmm. Ethan Thompson chased all over the floor. They held him to 1 of 8 on 3-point shots, 7 of 21 overall. Uh, Thompson led the Beavers with 15 points. Kyler Kelly added 14, Trace Tinkle 13. And then uh, in that game, Trace Tinkle actually passed uh, the great Reggie Miller for 8th, uh, all-time in Pac-10 slash 12 scoring history. And then uh, Tinkle still finds himself in the top 10 on the uh, watch list for the Julius Irving Award given to the top small forward in the country. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you watched that game. Yeah, I did watch this game, and defense was for sure looking solid um, compared to other games I've watched. You know, they really locked down the Ducks. Um, but that was both ways. I mean, defense was pretty tough both ways. Yeah. Offense seemed to struggle. Um, part of that game, there was some key, key late baskets by Zach Reichel. There's a nice mm -hmm. dunk on the break. That was pretty awesome. And then he drain this dagger of a three to kind of put it away. Um, and I just shout out to the Reichel family. I actually went to uh, high school with his dad. His dad was a couple years older than me, and his uh -huh. sister was the same, which would be Zach's aunt. Nice. It's the same year as mine, so fellow Benson high school grads. Excellent, yeah. And, yeah. and then Steve, uh, Ethan Thompson had the big dunk down the stretch, too, because yeah. the exclamation point. That yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. Now the women's basketball team. Uh, yes. They uh, they beat Colorado pretty good, 79-52. Yeah. And that's when Aliyah Goodman came back, right? Yeah. She kind of came she back just, to life. Yeah, she went off for 26 points. That's awesome. Yeah, good 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 minutes from Jasmine Simmons, who scored eight, and solid minutes from Patricia Morris. Very, very good. They yeah. beat uh, Utah as well, 77-65. Uh, Michaela yeah. Pivik had 20 in that one. Kat yeah. Tudor had uh, 16, right? Yeah, six. She had sixteen. It was nice to get her to see her get her stroke back, like yeah, shoot, shooting nicely. So it's great because, um, and maybe you, this mm -hmm. is as good of a spot as any to talk about it. Um, the uh, injury to Kennedy Brown is going to to oh it, yeah, it's down. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, but, yeah, but there's a new injury to the team that we'll have to report. I mean, the, the both those games were really great wins, right? Um, the, again, I, I I say this team when they're playing like that. Where the ball's moving and players are moving without the ball, anybody in the country. they can play with anybody in the country. Uh, my favorite play at Colorado was uh, Janessa Thrope drained a three, which was new to her game. Like I don't think we've Not big seen her, yeah, shoot threes before. And then she came down the other end and just blasted through this Colorado screen nice. and pulled over a Buffs player. Now, they did call a foul, yeah. fair enough, but it was one of those things where it was fun to see that. She wasn't going to be denied. That no, she was not. That screen was not going to stop her. Yeah, so, awesome. again, uh, great games. 
um, on the road, and then they came back for a really tough homestand against Oof, two yeah. really good teams. Yeah, Arizona right? school, yeah, the Arizona teams are good. So, ASU was the first was up on Friday night. Yeah. Um, very tough game, sixty four sixty two win at the last with some last second heroics from Maddie Washington, Cat Tudor, Michaela Pivik, and Aaliyah Goodman. Yep. Uh, you know, I think that Michaela's shot made like the ESPN. Yes. Uh, top 10. 0.4 seconds. Left. Yeah. It was um, pretty Destiny amazing. Destiny Slocum had a big game too, right? As did yeah. Aaliyah Goodman. Um, yep. Yeah. So Destiny had 20 points. Aaliyah Goodman sparked the comeback there. Like she just went on an 8-0 run by herself, you know, two three-pointers and then drove end-to-end and for a layup. So again, um, it was really looking like an overtime game. Yep. Um, there was an inbounds play and a layup from Cat Tudor to tie it up. And then ASU had a miscommunication and they threw the ball away. <laughs> That's a lucky break. Right. That was a really lucky break. And so much so that the announcers on television, when I rewatched the game, didn't even know what was going on. They were like, they had no idea. Yeah. They were like, oh, they're giving the ball back to OSU. What's going on? And so then they ran a. Uh, Inbounds play that we've seen them run before with 0.4 seconds. Michaela was able to drop that ball in, um, and it was really cool because at Gill, it, like as soon as she sh- the buzzer went off, she shot it. The buzzer goes off. Gill was silent <laughs> as the ball bounced around the rim and then dropped in, and then, then it just all went crazy. Yeah, so it was really cool. Yeah. Now um, they, I was watching the uh, post game press conference on that mm-hmm. one. That's a play that they don't run that often. Apparently, but um, they kind of they, brought it back for this particular for this game, right? So they ran it last year a couple times with Katie McWilliams because right. she had a little bit more height to to break free. Yeah, but they haven't run it. They have not ran that that particular play this year that much. So yeah, that was so great that was, to see. That's pretty awesome. That game was super physical and tough. Um, you have to give you know some props to Robbie Ryan from ASU. She had twenty points. And it was pretty much like the whole game. Every time Oregon State looked like they were trying to come back, that were mm-hmm. we tired or you know we were trying to get momentum, she'd go down and drain a three or hit some you know hit a jumper and just silence the crowd. And you know she was you know she came up pretty big for them. Um, but we did end up getting that last last second uh, last point for a second shot in. Yeah, um, like we met, like you were mentioned before. Unfortunately, Kennedy Brown went down in the fourth, yeah. fourth first quarter. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the news is she's out for the season with an ACL injury. Absolutely. So, yeah. Her presence inside. She's everything that bounces so, off the rim. Yeah, she she's been <laughs> two. Yeah, she's been playing really solid defense. Her and Taylor Jones have been leading the conference in blocks yep. and. You know, it's not uncommon for Kennedy to get double-digit rebounds every game. So yeah, I think you know some other players are definitely going to have to step up in her no place. Question. Our best wishes go out to Kennedy for a fast recovery, and uh, hope to see, we'll see you back stronger than ever. So, yep. um, Sunday's Arizona game was very tough. Another tough game, very physical. Um, Beavers started out well. Uh, Michaela scored her 1500th point with her first basket of the game. And the start of the game was looking really great. The team was moving the ball, etc. Moving without the ball. Everything was looking good. But like I've been saying since last year, you know, Adia Barnes is building a program down there. She really is. And the game was looking like the Beavers was were about to pull away but there was a tv timeout and they came out of that timeout 
and they just adjusted a team, yeah. just a different team. They made their adjustments and just would not go away. Every time the Beavers tried to get some separation, they just wouldn't go away at all. Yeah. Um, Ari McDonald scored 20. Dominic McBride scored 19. You know, and unfortunately, OSU only shot five of 21 for threes, which is 24%. Yeah. Where previous years, this team has been shooting in the high 30s or even in the 40s. So that really takes a weapon away from spreading the floor. And that, you know, gives the other team something to adjust to. Uh, the game ended up going into overtime where OSU only can manage to score two points. So, you know, we it was a tough loss, 65-58. I mean, the score... Those last garbage points were mainly around you know us trying to foul and get the ball back. So yeah, now um, weren't both uh, both Coach Ruick and then Coach Graves down the road? Yeah, kind of aware, hyper aware of the physicality of both. Yeah, so I mean, there was there was a couple some whistles it, you know, might have got swallowed. Yeah, so <laughs> it just seemed like there were a lot of whistles that didn't get called. Like I could hear, you know, my seats are. Not on the first level, but the second level, they're upstairs at Gill, and I could hear wrist slaps going on and no fouls being called. Yeah. There was some reach-ins and nothing's being called. People are getting knocked to the floor, no call. Um, yeah. So it's really, you know, there's some real confusion. Um, Coach Ruick made, made it pretty clear in one of his press conferences, like he's just confused as to what they want to do with the game. Right. So Well, and then, uh, not to take away from it, Arizona, you did either, because Eric yeah. McDonald can just... Go to town. Yeah, I mean, people did. forget she's the, the one of the leading scorers, scorers in the Pac-12. Um, you know, she's and that's what she does, right? She just went went to town and kept their team in it. Um, so yeah, it's a tough loss, but you know, that's the way it goes. But how exciting though is that Pac-12 tournament going to be? Though that's going to be amazing. That stuff. yeah, that Pac-12 tournament's going to be nuts, right? <laughs> I mean, there's. So many teams that are ranked, so many, t- even the teams that aren't ranked are tough to play. Yeah. Um, so some tough road games coming. I mean, you know, the Beavers find themselves in fifth place now. Yep. But they're not that far out of third. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're all right there. And then yeah. you've got, you know, tough games coming with UCLA and Stanford on the road. And, you know, I don't know what, again, <clears throat> it's anybody's <laughs> in the Pac 12, anybody can win. So that's, that's the truth. Yep. yep. And, um, so, uh, baseball did get their season underway, sort of. Um, they get it underway for real. This Friday. This Friday. Yep. Uh, uh, down in Surprise, Arizona, they take on the New Mexico Lobos to start the Mitch Canham era of baseball. Yep. Now, I'm just curious. I haven't seen anything. I tried to look this up last night. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, we mentioned a long mm-hmm. time ago, uh, he's still a free agent, technically, because the New York Yankees uh, released him, and they paid him $5 million dollars. And they are withholding $21 million that they owe him uh, because they say he sought un- unauthorized medical treatment. Mm. Um, I would like to see him just just swing by Arizona. Swing. Just kind of like, hey, Mitch, what's up? How's it going? You know, Because yeah. um, who knows? He, he could be a – I don't think he – I don't remember if he finished school or not, but um, – uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to finish school when you start making that kind of money and whatever. But I would love to see him get involved in the program. He's been involved. He's financially yeah. put in a lot of money. And, and I would love to see Jacoby Ellsbury put in some more time in the Mitch Cannon era just because uh, it feels like he's going to be able to. He's yeah, that'd be 36, really cool. 37 years old, and I don't think he's going to have any mm-hmm. more major league games in his body. So he played until he couldn't anymore. The, yeah, so I, I like that trend <clears throat> of – 
grads coming back. Me too. You know, it's a great, great. right? So hopefully it continues. Yeah, it builds the culture. Yep. (laughs) Pardon me. Mm, Yeah, certainly. Ah, well, we'll edit that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, football, uh, they're getting their spring practice underway March 3rd, uh, culminating in the spring game uh, on April 18th. And they did get all of their signing uh, yep. completed. Lots lots going on with coaching and signing. We'll oh, try yeah. and get that summarized for the next podcast. The, a lot the, of stuff going the on. The big, bold headline is um, the athletic department approved more money for the assistant coaching pool, yep. which is great because that will help Coach Smith hang on to his assistants. And yeah. uh, that again, that, that's part of building, building the culture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is some other stuff coming up. Beavers yep. uh, men's golf will be hosting a tournament called the Prestige uh, this weekend, actually the 16th through the 18th. Then they're off for a few weeks, and then they have a tournament in Bend in Dunes um, in uh, the Southern Oregon coast mm-hmm. coming up in March, and then um, then the season gets underway in earnest. Uh, track and field has one more trip up to Seattle, of all things. <laughs> they must uh, get. They must be getting bored with I five. I think so. Yeah, but uh, the trip to Seattle. Um, they're heading up for the Husky Classic. Uh, first, it was the Husky Preview, then the Husky Invitational, now the Husky Classic. Uh, they have mm. a couple of indoor meets coming up in Portland. Uh, I think that are held at the University of Portland campus, if I'm not mistaken. So mm. um, those will be coming up. But right now, one more trip to Seattle. Softball is heading to Houston. Now, this weekend, actually, they'll be mm-hmm. playing a tournament against, I don't know if you'd call it a tournament, but they're playing a series of games, uh, two against the Dayton Flyers, then Tristan Melancon says hi to her old friends as they take on the Houston Cougars for two as well. Okay. Um, the gymnastics team, they're headed to the uh, shadows of the Wasatch Mountains in uh, Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Utes. That'll be a tough one because... Yeah. Utah has been historically one of the best teams in the country. So they're, you know, similar to basketball, there are a lot of good yeah. squads of gymnastics no in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12. No, yeah. yeah, no easy, no no easy meets in the Pac-12. Yep, uh, wrestling uh, Beavers are going to uh, get try to get back on the winning track. They're hosting Cal Baptist Friday night at Gill Coliseum, and then Saturday, uh, University of Arkansas Little Rock comes to town. Uh, men's mm-hmm. basketball is going to try to find some consistency, maybe stick to that formula of defense first, defense second, defense third, mm-hmm. and then score. Um, and uh, they got Utah on Thursday, Colorado Saturday, and then the women's basketball team is in L.A. Yeah, so <laughs> it's going to be a tough set of games down yeah. there. This Friday they'll be at USC, Yep. Um, who whose record doesn't reflect how they play. They no. played some tough teams really close this year, um, and they – Ended, I think thought they ended UCLA's winning streak. Yeah, um, and then UCLA is, uh, and then US UCLA Poly Pavilion <laughs> on Sunday. That's going to be a tough game. UCLA is playing so strong. Michaela Onionware. <laughs> it feels like it, a recording. Yeah, yeah. Michaela Onionware is just an amazing player. So we'll have to see with Kennedy Brown out if we can try and slow her down a little bit and see what happens. Yep. So lots right. going on with Beaver Sports. Uh, this is Pete and Brian for the Orange and Black and Beyond podcast. Uh, we'll get back with you guys in a couple weeks. Yes, indeed. Go Beavs. Go Beavs.